Hello, and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Blinded by the Light. This is a new film from Gurinder Chada, who directed Bend It Like Beckham. The IMDb plot summary reads... In 1987, during the austere days of Margaret Thatcher's Britain, a teenager learns to live life, understand his family, and find his own voice through the music of Bruce Springsteen. So this movie, it opened wide this past weekend. Uh, it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and its box office was about $4.5 million. Which isn't good, which is... I mean, not really, on 2,000 screens. No, that's Which terrible. is really bad, because the audience score is 90%. Yeah, well, it got most a, people love this movie. It got an A minus cinema score. I mean, yeah, I, I think people who watch it enjoy it. And I think what, what happened is that this thing, it played at Sundance. And, and it got really great reviews at Sundance. Well, it got picked up by Warner Brothers, yeah. New Line slash Warner Brothers for about like 15 million. It was one of the biggest acquisitions. That rarely happens where like a major studio will pick up something from a festival. Yeah. You know, it's usually like smaller labels. I will tell you, like, this movie. Even though it was low budget, I mean, they they actually got like Bruce Springsteen behind it. I think he was at like the Sundance premiere. Well, I, I understand that. But to make it and to get his rights to all of his songs that are in this movie. That's going to cost. It's going to cost a buttload. It cost a lot of money. So that would be the only reason why it would make sense if Bruce was a producer on this. No, I mean, Bruce, he's not listed as a producer. So I don't know what the production budget oh, wow. was. So the acquisition, all I know is that the acquisition price was $15 million yeah. at Sundance. That but means it, it was probably cost to make it was probably $10 million. Pro- I mean, probably. Hopefully Around not there. too much more. I mean, whatever it cost, I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to be getting their money back <laughs> with this kind of opening. Even if it legs out, you know, with great word of mouth, I mean, at four and a half million, like, what, like, how do you leg out for that? I mean, you leg out to fifteen. It's like, a, it's, it's a shame because this movie was actually pretty good. Well, before we get into this, let, let me just ask you: Are you a fan of the Boss? Do you like Bruce Springsteen's music? Because this movie is all about it. I like some of the remakes of his music. Okay, if that makes sense. Okay, so I like other artists that have used his lyrics. But he's in maybe, different tones. Is he maybe a little old school for you? I wouldn't say he's old school, but like, I don't think I like his voice too much. You don't like his voice? His voice is like too throaty, I guess. Yeah. Too, too rock and roll. It's kind of like Bob Dylan in a way. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, monotone. You know, it's very, mono, um, very yeah. monotone. I think the Bruce... lyrics are fantastic. I don't know. There's just, there's barely any range. Sure. But he's he's made some great music, undoubtedly. And look, I mean, I'm I'm a Jersey boy. I mean, I was born in New Jersey. I'm there you Jer- go. Jersey represent. I'm, See, I'm not... from the South. See, I don't. I didn't get a big like. <laughs> well, th- well, ed- this kid education in and Bruce Springsteen. I mean, this kid Javed, he's in Britain, so it doesn't matter where where you're at. But I, yeah, I'm not an expert on Bruce by any means. I just, yeah, I appreciate some of his songs. I mean, like his bigger hits, you know, uh, Glory Days, yeah, and, uh, Hungry Heart, love it. Uh, you never saw Bend It Like Beckham. I didn't. No, I, I still need to see that one. Or, or do I? Maybe I don't. Maybe it's... I, I enjoyed it. Right. As It's considered... It, I mean, it, there's a reason they're still using that title to kind yeah. of market this. That's like the only hook they have. So it must hold up. I really think the Middle Eastern culture is interesting. In Bend It Like Beckham, it's more Hindi 
It's more Indian, whereas this one's more Pakistani Muslim. So there is a difference in culture. Right. Definitely kind of the same thing where you're trying to blend in another culture into the English way of doing things. Well, that seems like it must be like a personal theme for the director, Gurinder Chada, because I mean, she, I mean, I'm just looking up her bio here. I mean, she says she was born in Kenya, but grew up in London. I really enjoyed Bennett Like Beckham. Right. Well, I, mean, I need I need to see it. You've got to see it. Jonathan Ray's Myers, like I was looking Keira for it. Knightley, like it was Kieran Knightley's breakthrough. I was looking for it on Blu-ray. It's not even on Blu-ray. So I mean, the you got to wait studios, for it on TBS. The studios, you got to you got to get with it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a purist. It's got to be on discs. I actually didn't realize that this was a female director. Yeah. And being a female director and Bennett like Beckham, that, I mean, that was 20 years ago. I mean, that wasn't like... Uh, 2003, I think. I mean, that was, well, that was yes, Keira Knightley's my, huge, I, huge I year. I remember it being my high school year. And 2003 was when I graduated high school. I was telling you this earlier, like 2003, Keira Knightley dropped Bennett like Beckham... Pirates of the Caribbean and Love, Love Actually. Actually. Yeah. Oh, one year, like, bam, like, there she is. Okay, but let's let's get back to this yeah. film. So in this movie, it it centers on a teenager named uh, Javed. He's played by Vivek Kalra. This is a newcomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a teenage son of Pakistan immigrants, and they're living in England during the 1980s. Javed, he wants to be a, a poet. He wants to be a writer. And he's taken an English class. Yeah. Kind of against his father's wishes. Well, I think his father in the Pakistani Hindu culture, they want their kids to be either a doctor or an IT. <laughs> sure. What is he pushing for, for Javed? A lawyer. To be a lawyer. <laughs> Early in the film, one of the first things he says, like when he's dropping him off at school, is like, do what the Jews do. Follow the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy that's true he's pakistani right so Which i mean this guy's kind of funny yeah this guy's a, a bit of a racist he kind of disapproves of everything and what does his dad do he works in a factory like an automobile yeah. factory yep so and he's he's he works in the automobile factory and unfortunately the the factory lays off a whole bunch of workers and his dad was affected after working there for 15 years yeah. and so the family is really scrapped for cash they're strapped so, even at the beginning before yeah. he loses his job but yeah when he loses it like everyone really has to kind of pitch in and put in long hours yeah uh, the, like the mom is like sewing a whole the bunch. mom is sewing <laughs> and then the dad is going to like the unemployment office i think every day and looking for jobs right and unsuccessful it's it's pretty bleak. The movie paints a pretty bleak reality. And this is, you know, 1980s England. And this is under the rule of Margaret Thatcher. You've got Nazis marching in the street. And Javed and his family, they're subjected to, like, repeated racial abuse yeah. and harassment. At one point, we see a group of kids pissing through their mail slot. I know. Like, that, it's, that it's just, awful. like... It is awful. That pisses me off. Yeah. I mean... Re- really racist, just hateful shit uh, that this family deals with. I, I just feel like people just need to mind their own business. <laughs> like, if... Just be kind. Just be kind. Just, yeah, try being kind. And, and mind your business. Like, if, if people aren't affecting you, don't let... Sure. They're, like, just being there affect your presence so much so that you feel like you have to go... And you have to do acts of vandalism if you have to pee in something. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand this mindset. It's upsetting. And uh, a lot of those scenes, uh, unfortunately, kind of echo just uh, stuff in current events that we see on the news with Nazis marching in yeah. the street. 
I didn't realize England had a, a racist history like that. I mean, I thought that was uh, an American tradition of <laughs> horrible <laughs> racism. But no, I mean, racism is everywhere. And so, yeah, I mean, that's this kid's existence. And so he, re- he needs to escape. He, he hangs out with his friend. His friend's name is uh, Roops, who is Hindu. Mm-hmm. And um, his friend introduces him to the music of Bruce Springsteen. And this music, it becomes kind of like an inspirational outlet for him to kind of escape his shitty reality. Yeah. And the, the lyrics really connect with him. I mean, there were some weird moments where he was breaking out in song. Um, <laughs> but it kind of all fit into the story. And let's, I mean, let's. I mean, for me, if I was a girl, I'd be a little like <laughs> weirded out by his love of Bruce Springsteen. He um, serenades Bruce to her, doesn't he? Yeah, all and he the gets, time. He gets her pretty easily yeah. from that. She's like, yep, yeah, let's, hey, let's go. Hey, are wet. They're dropped. <laughs> um, this is based on a true story? It is, yeah. So is that what happened? I don't know. He does, yeah, he gets a romance with this girl, and her name is uh, Eliza. Yep. She's played by this actress, Nell Williams. Yep. And yeah, she just, she loves this kind of dorky Bruce Springsteen well, loving kid. She's, she's kind of like a rebel without a cause, right? Like she will bring home anybody that her parents feel feels would be against taboo that's right there is a scene where she brings him home for dinner and it's it's clear that like she's brought home a number Uh of guys that her parents have disapproved of (laughs) and so rightfully he asks like are you just dating me to piss off your parents (laughs) but then he's like i agree either way sure he just wants a girlfriend sure is his first girlfriend yeah Yeah. so yeah hold on yeah you want to hold on to that and then he's got this best friend yeah he does have yeah a friend uh dean charles chapman plays his buddy his buddy matt they live right next door to each other and matt has kind of always stuck up for him they grew up together and kind of was his bully protector if you will so yeah i mean he's so inspired by bruce springsteen like he starts um dressing and yeah. mimicking the wardrobe of Bruce, like some cut-off shirts and jean jackets. It's it's pretty hilarious. I think that this movie, I actually thought it was really good. If it was 15 minutes... It's kind of just like the pacing. I don't yeah. even know if it's the length. Yeah, the kind of the midsection could just... Yeah, it drags a little bit. It's You were talking about it earlier. Just some of the, like music montages where he's running around town singing Bruce Springsteen. It's a little goofy. That's maybe the weakest part of the movie. But yeah. But this movie ultimately is really about a son and his father and and the dynamics between a father that wants his son to do something and be somebody that he's not. And and the son really pushing against it and saying, I want to be my own man. But I want you to still love me as your son. But the dad in this is kind of a prick. He is, but he comes he comes full circle. But you have to understand the Middle Eastern culture. I mean, it's something that's different for us. I mean, in this film, though, the dad is kind of pitched throughout most of the running time as the antagonist. I mean, he's kind of like the obstacle to Javed achieving his dreams. And he, yeah. he disapproves kind of of everything that Javed wants to do. And he has to go behind his dad's back. Yeah. That's where most of the tension is. I mean, that and all the Nazi stuff. But honestly, <laughs> but with honestly, without that obstacle. I mean, it felt there, natural. Well, it's based on a true story. So I'm not knocking it. Without that obstacle, though, there wouldn't be much to write about. 
because a lot of Javed's early writings were about his family dynamic. And there was a, the, at the end, there was this poem about my father and me. Because his dad never really like took the time of day to, to read what he wrote. He's taking this English class, uh, and his teacher is Haley Atwell, Agent Carter. Yeah. And Agent Carter, that's where I recognize her from. Yeah. And so, yeah, she sees a lot of promise in Javed, right? And she kind of keeps encouraging him to continue writing. She just feels like his voice and is, is an unknown voice and it needs to be heard. And especially with, like, the racial tensions going on yeah. in the community. And uh, it seems like a lot of his inspiration is coming from the lyrics of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And I guess one thing that this movie does really well, it kind of contextualizes Springsteen's music and his lyrics in a way that relates directly to what Javed is going through. Yeah. And sometimes it does that literally with, like, lyrics up on the screen. Like, literally, yeah. Very literally. <laughs> you could say... And I've seen this argued. Uh, the movie's a little on the nose. The movie's a little broad. <laughs> it's, it's not subtle. But that, I mean, you know, I think it still works. So I think, yeah, overall, we enjoyed this. But let's let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll get into spoilers. All right, we're back. Hello. We're going to get into some spoilers for Blinded by the Light. The big surprise is that towards the end, one of Javed's essays gets selected. Uh, he gets invited to read it at Monmouth College in New Jersey. Yeah. And that's where that's the place where Bruce Springsteen grew up. Well, in the I same don't neighborhood, think I think. It was the same like place, but it was maybe like 8 miles from Sure. From where, the boss was, from where the boss was born. Yeah. And so initially, I think he turns it down because he knows his dad will disapprove. But he eventually does decide to go with his friend, Roops. Yeah. He pretty much walked out on on the family. And his dad said, if you're going to leave, right. then you're not coming back. And yeah. Javed just like, you know what? I love you. I'm leaving. I want to follow my dream. Yeah. The dad really throws down an ultimatum. And I really, I mean, throughout most of the film, I found the dad pretty unsympathetic uh even though it tries to you know give you some some empathy with him losing his job and you know kind of you know weeping in front of his wife you know i feel i feel bad for all that but just the way he treated his son it made him unsympathetic and uh, unlikable in, in a lot of ways but at the end when javed is on stage reading his essay at his school the dad does show up and the dad is totally on board and totally there to support his son. He has some kind of change of heart. His wife talks him, talks to him. Well, because his wife is in Javed's room and finds that father-son poem. And then the dad reads that poem. That's what does it. Finally. Right. He reads some of his work. That's not the poem that got him no. selected. No. This was just something that he had on his desk. Right. And then his girlfriend came knocking at the door and said, you guys need to come to the school because they were having a special reading of all the people that won. But they had a reading in Lufton and Luton, 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 Luton. I think so. Okay, Somewhere in England. I enjoyed that at the end. Uh, That really 
that really redeemed that character for me uh, of the, the dad. Up, I mean, like it really fully redeemed did. him. And uh, because I mean, you see, he's not abusive to his his son. He's just very he's stern. He's just very stern and very strict, and he wants what's best for him, or he wants what's better for him than what he's going through as a father. There's a moment late in the film where, like, they're trying to get a family member to a wedding. And Javed, instead of going along with them, he goes to get some Springsteen tickets. <laughs> and while the family is, like, en route to the wedding, they encounter, like, a Nazi rally. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It's the horrible. Get, the dad gets beat up. It is horrible. And then, yeah, doesn't the girlfriend have to help him? Doesn't Eliza help him? Yeah. and Well, because Javid wasn't there. Javid, he was buying Springsteen tickets. I, I mean, I wonder if that actually happened. I, guess I don't know. Some of the, yeah, like when we talk about like some of the stuff that's on the nose, that's stuff like that is a little on the nose. Like Javed wasn't there to help his family from a Nazi attack because he was buying Springsteen tickets. Yeah. I don't know how real that is. But this movie is... Theoretically, it's based on a true story, and we do get photos at the end. I know that was pretty cool. This job, where Javed really like meets the boss. Well, yeah, multiple times. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not you know, he's not like a dangerous stalker. He's just he's a super, a super, a super fan, super duper fan. But you know, you say you see this as a story between a father and a son. I guess I see this kind of as a story of like the ultimate Springsteen. <laughs> Hooper fan. Did you ever have any influences like that, like as a teenager or like kind of growing up? I mean, that is that, that's an impressionable time. I was never that obsessed with anybody. Right. I mean, I I, I had <laughs> make it sound like like, like uh, this guy's. This guy was obsessed. Let's get <sighs> let's get real. Um, I was really into the Rolling Stones. I mean, but I wasn't. But you didn't go to 150 of their concerts. Well, I mean, who can afford it? I mean, I, I mean, saw one. You, you figure it out. I saw one. <laughs> I guess for me, like, concert tickets were just so expensive. I just didn't see the need where I could just listen to them on my radio and it'd be the same thing. <laughs> just imagine them in front of you. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't idolize people. Well, this movie, I don't think he's necessarily idolizing Springsteen. It's more like the way he connects to his lyrics. I mean, he changed the way that he looked. I mean... <laughs> He changed to his whole like that was a bit much attire because a- of Springsteen. <laughs> let's be real and let's say it how it was. And he was a little crazy about Springsteen. Those kinds of super fans, they exist for just about they everything. Do and not I just, just Springsteen, but for everything. I just don't understand it. Like people, like I, I don't. People's art, you know, it's. We all respond to you it can personally, enjoy you know. Art. You don't have to be obsessed with it and like stalk people when they're in town. Okay, well, this guy isn't a stalker, is he? I, I'm thinking like the Jonas Brothers get freaking stalked and people are crying. I'm listening on the radio and there's these chicks that are crying because of these tickets. I'm like, I, the Jonas Brothers for the Jonas Brothers. Like, I'm barely a fan for anyone. Well, you're a fan for Harry Potter. Let's get real. But I don't go around stalking Dan, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Potter, the, the neighborhood where Javed and his family live, it kind of reminded me of where Harry Potter grew up. And like the, That's Dur- true. the Dursleys. Yeah. And yeah, I'm trying to think of like anything else. You know, there's some fun supporting characters. You got the great Rob Brydon. He plays Matt's dad. 
and he, he, He's fun. he runs like a thrift store kind of deal. Well, like a market clothing store, like in the street market. And Javed ends up working with him for a yeah. little bit. To, it kind of gets some extra money. It, it just a lot of, of fun moments. And yeah, I mean, for the most part, I thought the movie was just kind of pleasantly entertaining. But by the end, you know, with the dad showing up, I, I was moved. And I was, I mean, I was choking up towards the end. Yeah. And I was kind of, I was walking out of the theater with, you, you know, some, a tear. some happy tears. Yeah. And that's, that's good. That's a nice... Yeah, that's a nice send-off for a movie to give you. It doesn't happen a whole lot. I think I understand why people are kind of staying away. Because, I mean, there's nothing cool about this movie. The lead character is kind of a dork. <laughs> well, I mean... He's dancing around kind of dorky. Honestly, I know... I don't know if the marketing came across. I, I know Springsteen is the boss. Like, I get it. But if he was obsolete in, in 1982... Or nineteen eighty seven when he this wasn't movie obsolete. Was, I mean, some jackasses. He's obsolete now. He's not obsolete. His music lives forever. I mean, great music lives forever. Okay, are the Rolling Stones obsolete? Yes. No. I, I've seen this compared to like the movie Yesterday. It's kind of like a jukebox musical. But I this, don't like yesterday. I, I, this yeah, movie we didn't was, like that. Was a lot better than yesterday. I'll tell you, this was going to do a fraction of the business that yesterday did. Yesterday this ended is up a shame. Yesterday ended up doing pretty well. But the Beatles are much. Beatles are a bigger draw. I get bigger that. Bigger draw than the Boss. But what? Yeah, I guess let's zero in on what makes this work for us versus yesterday, which didn't work. I guess for me, it's the characters. And I didn't like the love interest, you know, like that whole and yesterday. I didn't like all that. But this one, I can see it. I can see the angsty teen with kind of the nerdy guy right. trying to fit in. <laughs> but this movie, it's it's based on a true story. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, that's kind of the key difference. I mean, yesterday is just pure fantasy. Imagining that the Beatles didn't exist, like that, that can't happen in my mind. <laughs> It's just too ingrained in your head. Yeah. I, I just can't. For me, a big difference is the leads. I thought the lead in this... It, was a lot more appealing. A he lot, was. He, he was. The guy in yesterday is just like a blank. Like, I know. But go ahead. But the guy in yesterday was more well-known than this guy. I mean, maybe. I don't know either of them until these movies. Javed is just appealing. He held the screen. Yeah. He held this movie together. He's appealing. As a lead actor. Yeah, and his and, and yesterday the other guy didn't do that for me. I, I'm I'm with you, and yeah, this guy Vivek Kalra, he he has this dorky appeal, I guess, and he he makes this movie work. And so yeah, I would encourage people to check it out. I would too. What would you rate this movie? I give it a B plus. Me too. <laughs> would you consider it a good date movie? Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much else to say. It's a fun movie. It's probably not going to be in theaters that much longer. Which is a shame. I mean, people go out and see this movie. It'll come back around on cable. I feel like this is a movie like you'll see on cable. Netflix, yeah. And you're you're going to enjoy it. You're going to be like, oh, what's this? And then midway through, you're like, hey, I'm having fun. Yeah. That's Blinded by the Light, directed by Garinder Chada. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening.